Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now. I have episode 27 of our podcast here that was recorded on June 2nd of 2014. Some of the news stories I discussed for the week, Harmonix laying off some employees, EA shuts down Mythic Entertainment, the Wolfenstein game was pirated more than 100,000 times, a Watchdog PR stunt goes horribly wrong, PAX Prime tickets sell out in less than two hours, Microsoft announces their E3 schedule, some of the games I played for the week were Elder Scrolls Online. I hit Veteran Rank 1. Watch Dogs. I also talk about some of the games I want to play now, so enjoy the episode. Good evening, gamers, and welcome to another episode of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. My name is Joe Luzzi. I am your host for this evening's festivities. Um, send us an email um, at whatimplayingnow at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to drop the G, like I always say. Um, Google Plus, our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then on Twitch, twitch.tv, what I'm playing now. Let's jump into some news stories for the week. I just sent out some tweets. We'll see if we can get some viewers watching us. Um, hopefully my voice doesn't sound a bit too bad for those who will be listening on the audio podcast. Because my allergies have definitely been getting the best of me today. Actually, the past couple days after this weekend. It's been a real bad allergy season so far. And medicines and nose sprays really aren't giving much relief right now. But we will get through it. Um, Some of the news story for the week. Um, Harmonix actually cut 37 jobs and are restructuring. Um, one of the things that they stated in the GameSpot article that I was reading was that this had nothing to do with Microsoft um, announcing that the Kinect will not be sold with the Xbox One anymore or will be a mandatory um, piece of hardware. They will actually have a separate Xbox One unit now. Um, And head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, is still saying that um, there will be more Kinect cameras sold because they've unbundled them. How that's even possible, I have no idea. Um, But that would be rather interesting if they actually do sell more Kinects than Xbox Ones. I I really don't think that will ever happen. Um, But it's it's a shame that another company had to lay off um, some more people. Hopefully everybody that was um, let go from Harmonix will be able to find something else coming up here. Sounds like there's still a lot of games being made, so I'm sure there's a lot of developers still out there hiring. Um, it sounds like all of the games that Harmonix did have scheduled, they're working on a new Amplitude for PlayStation 3 and 4, Fantasia Music Evolved for Xbox 360 and Xbox One, Record Run for iOS, and Chroma, which is a PC game, and a rumored Dan Central game are still all in the pipeline, and none of those are supposedly affected, so... Um, I'm not too sure what percentage of the workforce, I I didn't see that in any of the articles, what actual percentage of the workforce this was, Um, but it seems that this was all from the Cambridge, Massachusetts office, so hopefully Harmonix can keep going and produce some good stuff. I know I like a lot of the things that, um, that they produce, so hopefully everybody can move on and find some place to go. And then our next story basically is following... Along the same lines of Harmonix, EA shutting down um, the Warhammer Online and Dark Age of Camelot developer Mythic Entertainment. Um, EA had picked up Mythic years ago. Um, they shut down Warhammer Online um, sometime last year, I think it was. 
Um, after it started off really good, it did rapidly drop off. I think I've talked about that before on the podcast. Um, how the game actually, the first 10 levels of the game were spectacular. The PvP for the first 10 levels was spectacular. Once you got into some of the mid-30s, um, upper 30 level, um, as far as the game went, you basically just hit a wall. The PvP was really imbalanced, so um, that was a shame, because that was actually a pretty good title. I know it went free-to-play for a little while, but didn't last too long after that. Um, one of the last things Mythic supposedly worked on at EA was um, some mobile titles, um, one being the infamous Dungeon Keeper that we talked about in an earlier episode. So um, it's a shame that Mythic, um, who actually started off um, with Dark Age of Camelot, which was in its day uh, a very good game, um, PvP in that game was great. I know a lot of the people that, or some of the people that worked on that, um, had moved on to do um, Elder Scrolls Online. And you actually see that in some of the PvP that's in Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so it's a shame that some more people um, basically will be without a job. Hopefully they can be moved around with EA or doing something else. Um, it sounds like they wanted to have Mythic do more mobile stuff, which is a shame considering they were pretty much known for doing MMOs. Um, and I'm not really too sure how MMOs take, will take, will, if, if they'd actually work on mobile devices. I know I have played a couple of different ones. Um, and, and while they're okay, I've played them for short stints, just like most things on mobile, and haven't really gotten into any of them long-term, like a, like a PC-type MMO or anything. So, let's get on to some well, I don't even know if we could say this is better news or or anything. Um, Warhammer, not Warhammer, Wolfenstein um, came out, I believe, last week, maybe two weeks ago. <clears throat> and it's been pirated over 100,000 times now. Even though it's a 43-gig download, um, it is an extremely... Sounds like it's an extremely um, popular torrented file that's out there on the torrent sites. Um, Hundred thousand is quite a bit. Uh, that's 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 a lot of revenue that they're missing. That's a shame. Um, from what I've heard of some of the reviews and some of the um, playthroughs, let's plays of this, um, it sounds like it's actually a pretty good Wolfenstein game. I know Jeff from Giant Bomb. He was actually showing the original Wolfenstein on the Commodore 64, and that's the one game I always think back to whenever I hear the Wolfenstein title. I think back to the Commodore 64 Wolfenstein game, which is pretty much the one that started it all. And I remember playing back in the day a lot, um, which was a very, very crazy game and so different from the Wolfensteins that have come out on the PC. Um, but uh, people pay for your games. You know, help the developers out. So, quit, quit, um, quit um, borrowing their games and using them for um, nefarious purposes. So, uh, our next news story is going to be about Watchdogs. Um, PR stunt kind of goes horribly wrong. Um, it sounds like a PR company was sending out or sending voicemails to different. Um, news outlets and they actually sent a safe to one news outlet in sydney australia and when they went to try to open the safe i guess it started beeping they had to have the bomb squad come in when the bomb squad came in they took it down to the basement opened it up and there was a package of watchdogs in there um so it's interesting that they only did this that it, it, it sounds like from the article i read on polygon 
or I'm sorry, GameSpot is where I read this one from. Um, it sounds like they had um, made multiple phone calls to different news news places, but it only seems like one one place got the safe. I'm guessing they kind of did this. This kind of sounds like it's a plant in just some way to get this in the news. I mean, it's a pretty good PR stunt. Um, I'm guessing they probably won't ever do this again because uh, I'm surprised that some people weren't um, held accountable for this, and it'll be interesting to see if anything actually ever does come out of this. But um, we'll be talking about Watch Dogs more later on, let's just say. Um, but this is an interesting little PR story here um, with um, with a safe, and you know, if you're going to do something like this, you know, maybe maybe give people more heads up than just a little uh, voicemail that you're going to leave them to maybe not be so alarmed or alerted um, when they receive a safe that actually starts starts beeping when they try to open it. Our next story is an interesting one. Um, GameSpot article talking about Nintendo will share money with YouTubers. So I sat here and thought about this before the show, and I'm sure there's been people talking about this um, and tweeting about this. My thoughts on this are... Nintendo, this is pretty much not the way you want to try to um, work with your audience. If you're trying to take a cut of the revenue that um, some of your fans are trying to make um, by playing your games and you think you're owed a cut, um, I'm sorry, I don't really think you are. I, I think this is kind of a big dickish move. And... Your fans are out there playing the games um, and promoting your games for free. And if they can make a little revenue off of it, you should be happy that you still have a lot of fans that are out there and willing to do this. Um, taking a cut of that, I think, is kind of a jerk move. And it's it's a shame that um, Nintendo actually would be stooping, as far as I'm concerned, to doing something like this. Now, these are all just my opinions. Um... I'm sure there's other people out there that could have differing opinions. I'm sure that Nintendo may think that this could be viable for them and have their affiliate program actually work for them. But um, truthfully, if if it comes down to this, I don't think we here would ever stream any sort of Nintendo products or games. Um, I just don't think this is right. Um, if I'm out there promoting something, um, they should be paying me to promote their stuff and drum up business for them that doesn't seem like they can actually do themselves. So, I don't know. We'll have to see how this affiliate program works um, and how many people they actually let in it, if this will pretty much be open to everybody, if this is just going to be open to maybe the higher the higher um, tiered people, maybe on Twitch or something like that, or people who actually have big followings, or if anybody's going to be able to get in on this. Um... I don't think I would ever even pursue this at all. Um, it's a shame. Um, because, well, there, there's a lot of good Nintendo games out there. I know Nintendo has a big, rabid fan base. I've liked Nintendo ever since the original NES. Um, but to me, like I said, this just seems like a dickish-type move. So, Nintendo, wake up and smell the coffee. Um, this is This is not the way to push your console out there. Um, 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 maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong on this, but we'll see. Uh, that's about all I have to say on the topic. 
So, PAX Prime 2014 tickets are on sale now. Um, okay, they were on sale for about two hours, it seems. Um, I guess tickets went on sale um, May 28th. I think it was this Thursday or Friday, something like that. Um, within the first 20 minutes, the four-day badges were sold out. Um, about 45 minutes after they went on sale, Saturday was sold out, per this Polygon article. Then five minutes later, Friday and Sunday were sold out. And then Monday sold out maybe 10 minutes after that. So in less than two hours, all the tickets were sold out. Um, I know I saw it on Twitter, and when I started trying to hit sites, it was everything was pretty much just down. You couldn't find anything. People were already posting them on eBay um, that they had gotten tickets and they were trying to sell them for pretty hefty prices, um, way over what they were actually, um, paid for. Um, so hopefully people that wanted to go were able to get tickets. Um, doesn't seem like I haven't seen any more announcements that, uh, there's going to be any more tickets sold. I'm not too sure how many were actually sold, if it's up from last year or not. Um, my guess is that they're probably... Hopefully there was an increase in tickets because um, it seems like PAX is just growing um, year over year. So hopefully they did actually have more tickets than last year. Um, but hopefully those of you that wanted to go to PAX Prime were able to get your tickets. Um, and I guess just be ready for next year if you miss this year. Um, one of the other stories I had here that I had found was another Polygon story, um, which was a Sony story. PlayStation Plus to get six games a month starting in June. Um, it's, I don't, I don't want to say they're revamping PlayStation Plus, but they're making some changes to it. It sounds like at the beginning of the month, they're going to put six games out there. Two, it's, it almost sounds like it's going to be two for each console, being the PS3, the PS4, as well as the Vita. Um, some of the first games on the Polygon article that they listed here, um, for the PS4, they'll be getting Trying to Complete Story and Pixel Junk Shooter Ultimate. The PS3 subscribers will get NBA 2K14 and Sly Cooper Thieves in Time. And Vita owners will get Mutant Muds Deluxe and Terraria. Um, as far as I'm concerned, June sounds like a pretty decent month for PlayStation Plus. Uh, if you were like me and you were able to get a PlayStation Plus membership, maybe around uh, the Black Friday time frame for about 29 bucks. this is a pretty fucking good deal. And I would definitely not pass this up if you... Um, currently have a membership and you don't have a particular console, go in and purchase the game and just don't download it. Uh, that's what I had done to all the Vita stuff when the Vita stuff first came out, even though I just had the PS3 at the time. Uh, and this way, when I finally did get the Vita like a year, year and a half later, I got that 64 gig memory card, downloaded everything, and I have an infinite... I have a ton of games right now on my Vita that I just don't even have time to touch. Especially when we get to the What I'm Playing Now section and we will see how small it is and what I concentrated on playing this week. Um, but I do have a couple of very good games um, that were played in the What I'm Playing Now section. So, um, if you do have PlayStation Plus, you should have a good June month coming up here. So... Just get ready to start downloading loading on all the different consoles. One of the last news stories I got for the week is Microsoft announcing their E3 schedule. I know all three um, big video game companies, um, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, have announced basically what they're doing. Um, Nintendo's actually doing, or Microsoft's actually doing something a little different this year, it sounds like. It's like they're having um, a pre-E3 event on Sunday. 
Um, then they're doing um, their their show on Monday, June 9th, which is normal. Um, then they're doing an E3 post-show briefing Monday after that. They have a Sunset Overdrive event at Century City Motor Microsoft Store, which is going to be hosted by Major Nelson, which he does a really good podcast. If you listen to podcasts, check his podcast out. And ID at Xbox, they're doing um, Tuesday through Thursday, which it sounds like they're going to be showing off ID at Xbox titles uh, through Twitch and some other things. Um, I know Sony is actually showing their um, press conference. I think you can go to theaters and actually watch it at movie theaters. And Nintendo's not doing their normal press conference from what I've heard this year. It sounds like they're just going to be doing more of a gaming event and showing off some different games. Um, I think it's kind of like what they did last year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo all announces this year, though. So um, That's going to be about it. Um, E3 starts next week. Um, I know I'm going to be watching a lot of this stuff. I'm probably going to be setting up my DVR to record a lot of stuff. I'm going to be watching a lot of stuff online. Uh, so next week should be an extremely busy week. Um, Monday, I'm not too sure how much we'll have to talk about on the podcast. But the following week, I'm sure we will just have a crap ton shitload of news um, for everybody. Um, and we will share it with them. So we are going to move on to the what I'm playing now part of the show. What did I play this week? Elder Scrolls Online was the big one. Um, I told myself I would not start anything else or purchase anything else until I hit Veteran Rank 1, which is basically uh, after 49 you hit the Veteran Rank. So I hit VR1 on Sunday morning after playing some. Um, I'm still having a blast with the game, even though the game's kind of... After the 108 patch, I've noticed that the game seems to crash a little bit more, and I noticed I'm not the only ones from reading the forums and from actually playing in some groups, doing some um, public dungeons where I was grouped up with some people. Some people actually had the game crashed on them mid-dungeon, which was not very cool, and... Um, it just seems like a lot of times when the game crashes lately, I'm having to reboot my computer. I know there was a patch that was released today. I'm hoping that that patch will address some of the issues that the game's been having and um, make the game a little more stable than what it was. Uh, but so far, still having a blast with Elder Scrolls Online. I got uh, one buddy who's still playing, another friend who's actually probably going to be canceling their membership, um, their subscription, because... He's hit VR1 a couple weeks ago and is just kind of getting a little tired of the game. Um, with summer coming up, he really doesn't have the time. Hopefully I can get him to come back in a couple of months and um, he'll be able to catch up because hopefully I will still be playing and I will be much higher than VR1. Um, after I hit VR1, one of the things I told myself I wanted to do was actually work on some of the crafting in the game, so I worked on provisioning. Um, originally I had done um, clothing and alchemy my alchemy is like at 45 or 46 my clothing is only around 26 if you don't have a partner or somebody that you can actually trade materials with that you're crafting it does take a little longer to level those up so i need to find somebody maybe in one of the guilds i'm in that i could do some swapping with um so if anybody knows of anybody out there that does that or wants to please hit me up um, send an email out to the podcast let me know i'll definitely look you up in a game um, but then I worked on provisioning, and provisioning is probably the easiest uh, craft that you can level up in Elder Scrolls Online. I basically started running around the beginning Daggerfall City, and within several hours I went from 6 to 42, I think I'm at 44, almost 45 now. Um, and it did not take me that long to get there. If you just run around the town, um, I was actually able to 
get um, a motif drop. I got several recipes I didn't have. Um, so it seems like a lot of that stuff is still dropping. Uh, it doesn't seem to be... I don't want to say they nerfed the motif drops, uh, but it does seem like they actually aren't dropping as much as they were before, but you can still get them if you actually just kind of work at it a little bit. Um, so I happened to text my wife who was at work after I hit VR1, and I said, well, you know what, since I'm done with this now, I go, anytime you stop a target this week, uh, if you want to pick up watchdogs for me, I'd really appreciate it. So she actually had to do some shopping after work yesterday and came home with watchdogs for me. So I was able to start playing some watchdogs last night. And I will say, wow. Uh, the graphics on the PS4 for watchdogs are pretty fucking sweet. Um... My wife walked past, and she looked at the screen, and she goes, wow. She goes, that kind of looks like a movie. And I go, yes, it does, especially during the cutscenes. Um, I was talking to a couple of people at work today, and I was like, I, I, you know, I said, it's really nice that the cutscenes are really finally looking like the actual gameplay. It's not 100% there yet, but we're definitely closer than we were last generation. Um, so the PS4 is definitely pushing some great graphics. The play of Watch Dogs, um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to reckon it back to um, probably like a Saints Row or, um, you know, Rockstar's game. But it's it's still a little different with, uh, with the hacking and everything that you can do. It's, it's pretty cool that you can pull out your phone and actually just start profiling the people is what they call it. And... It, the amount of data that they must have had to enter in here for all of the NPCs and all the different characters that you see in the game and the way they've given them all names, the way they've given them all job titles, possibly what they've done in the past, like if they've um, survived like a gunshot to the head I've seen on a couple of screenshots or um, it, it, what, you know, what their current salary is. If they have their phone out, you can hack them with your phone and then walk up to an ATM and collect the money. The stuff that you can do in this game is is just crazy. I don't think it has some of the stuff that you were um, getting in, in in the last Grand Theft Auto game. But, because um, the last Grand Theft Auto game, I think, had golfing, tennis, and had a bunch of that stuff. I don't think Ubisoft has gone that far. Um, it is a sandbox game, so a lot of people, like I said, are going to basically, you know, compare it to a Saints Row or a Grand Theft Auto. Um, because those are, the, those are the big, you know, sandbox games, probably, that I would say that are would be something maybe similar to this. But um, I think this one has some different things to offer. I was I was really surprised that it does have like a skill tree element to it. Um, after I had finished like the tutorial, which I guess you could say is the tutorial, um, the opening piece. I'm not gonna I won't talk about any about any of the story or anything. I want to do any spoilers considering the game is still so new. Um, but I went to the whole skill tree. I was really surprised that you actually had um, you know different skills that you can unlock and improve in ways how you wanted to play the game. So you can concentrate on hacking, you can concentrate on driving, you can concentrate on combat. Um, and I think there might have been one more that I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, from when you go in there, there's different things you can you know unlock. You know, as you're actually gaining experience and leveling up in the game, which I didn't realize there was actually like an XP type um, component to that to the game, or there was a skill tree type thing. And I think yesterday after the hour and a half I played, I think it said I was only like 0.3 percent or something done um, with everything. And I heard I heard the game wasn't that long, so I'm sure there's just going to be a lot of side quests and everything. I'm sure the main quest might be a little shorter. Um, 
I did notice that the driving seemed a little bit squirrely and everything. The, the, the driving wasn't super tight. I don't know if it was just maybe some of the early cars I'm in. Because um, I know I really didn't have some of the super cold decked out um, sports cars. I was basically just breaking into cars and stealing whatever the hell I could find. Um, something like what I did in Grand Theft Auto or Saints Row. Um, but I can say from the about two hours I played of it last night that uh, I think I'm going to enjoy this so far. It's This is a game that uh, I, I had pre-ordered when I had originally pre-ordered my PlayStation 4. It was supposed to come bundled with that on launch day. It got pushed back, what, six to eight months now? Um, but it was finally released, so um, I can't wait to get back down there, and this podcast probably won't be super long tonight because uh, I want to actually get back to playing some more Watch Dogs. So um, if you haven't checked out Watch Dogs yet, definitely check it out. Um, I will definitely be talking about this one more in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I, I'm still not going to be talking about. I'm still not. Gonna, I'm not going to stop playing Elder Scrolls. I could say that. Um, I will be still logging in and doing some Elder Scrolls stuff. But Watch Dogs may be the big game for the week, and uh, we're going to see what we can all do that. So, let's jump on to what I want to play now. So there were a couple other games that came out, I think, when Watch Dogs came out last week. Um, there's a game on the Vita. I've been kind of interested in playing a card game lately. Probably something similar to Magic the, Magic the Gathering. Um, and there was a game released on the Vita that's called Monster Mon Piece. Now, this is an anime-style game that probably has more of a little bit of an adult twist to it. Um, if you haven't heard of this game, maybe go read it. I'm not going to talk about too much about it, but it involves maybe... Um, anime-type characters that are supposed to be the monsters, and you're rubbing the Vita screen at differing times. It sounds interesting. Um, from some of what I heard of the gameplay, the gameplay is actually supposed to be pretty good, um, which is surprising. Uh, and the other thing I might try to get back into is maybe some Hearthstone. I have a couple friends who are playing Hearthstone. I haven't really played it since it's gone live, so I may jump back in there and maybe start playing a game or two a night just to kind of get back into it. Probably not go full full bore into it and start buying cards or anything, but maybe if I start playing a card, you know, maybe a game here or there with Hearthstone, maybe that'll kind of cure my little itch that I'm having for a card game right now. Um, because for some reason, I, I, I don't know why, um, but I am kind of just really in the mood to start playing a card game all of a sudden. I don't know if it's because I've just been away from Magic the Gathering for so long. I kind of go through stints like this. Um, and, and, and I'm sure it all did start back with Magic the Gathering back in the day. But um, every now and then I'm just kind of like in the mood to play to play cards. And every now and then I'll log into my Magic the Gathering account and see all the cards I have. And it's very old now. I haven't really bought any cards in many, many years. So the cards I have are extremely old. So I don't even know. I'd probably just have to play in, in the open deck place. Um, but I just have the itch, and I'm going to try Hearthstone since it's free to play from Blizzard, and we'll see how that goes. I'm not going to pick up the Monster Mon piece. Maybe if it does go on sale sometime soon on the Vita store, maybe I'll pick that up. Um, not too sure what the wife would say about me sitting there rubbing the Vita like that. She may kind of frown upon that, so we'll have to see how that goes. The other thing that I want to play is going to be the last thing I talk about for the night. Uh, before we sign off, and that was a new game that was announced today, and that is Mortal Kombat 10. If you have not seen the trailer for this game, go watch it. Scorpion and Sub-Zero are fighting, and it looks fucking incredible. Um, uh, I'm sure what they showed was a CG trailer. If that is actual in-game footage... Holy shit, this could be the best Mortal Kombat game ever. 
but um, the the trailer that they put out so far, it's I had picked up uh, Mortal the last Mortal Kombat game on the PS3 that was released um, a couple years ago now. Uh, this one just has me wanting Mortal Kombat all over again. Uh, I've been a huge com- or a huge fan of Mortal Kombat since back at the arcade. I mean, I've played Mortal Kombat on, gosh, just about every system I think I've owned that it's been out on. I mean, I think we had it on the Sega. I had it on the Commodore 64. I think I had it on, I don't know if I had it on the Amiga or not. Um, we've had it on everything. I mean, any place that Mortal Kombat's been, we've had it for. Um, probably Sega Genesis was the one that probably got the most play, and that was probably the original Mortal Kombat. But um, this Mortal Kombat 10, holy shit, what what they're doing with this game and what it looks like right now, I just I just sat there with my just jaw on my desk, just couldn't I couldn't believe what what I was seeing. It was just complete eye candy. The the combat looks really good. The animations look spectacular. Um the finishing move that um happens in the trailer, which I'm not gonna spoil, is just if I can do that in the game, I will be outstanding. So if you have not seen it yet, just do a Google search for Mortal Kombat ten. I'm sure you could find the trailer out there somewhere. Watch it and if you have, if you were a Mortal Kombat fan in the past, uh this may be the game that will actually probably get you back into the series. So guess what? We are at the end of another episode of what I'm playing now. This was episode twenty seven. We're getting close to thirty here. Um but if you have any information for me, any feedback or anything, send some email to us at what I'm playing now at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at what I'm playing now. Um, I can be personally followed on Twitter at AVR Amadar. I will put that in the notes as well. Um, our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And you can also follow us on twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. One of the things I might try to throw up on the Twitch channel this week may be some PS4 um, watchdogs, so maybe watch out for that. I will tweet out when we're going to do that. Um, but I think that's a wrap for the week, everybody. Enjoy the week. Go play some games, and we'll see you next here at What I'm Playing Now. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.